Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. Okay, hello. Welcome, Pottercast 157 here and we are your Pottercast nimnits, nimwits, dimwits. I was going to say something else, but it got stuck in my mouth. This is a PG-13 show. Okay, welcome. This is Pottercast. Um, Melissa, I'm here with John and Freck and Sue. And we have another great and funny <laughs> week of Potter theories, discussion, and tomfoolery. Heavy on the tomfoolery this week, right? Of course. Always. As always. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's hear a little bit from our friends at Audible.com, and then we'll be back with the news. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash pottercast today for details. Susie, Susie, what's in the newsie? Oh, wait. (laughs) There's a lot of numbers. You remember how last week we heard about 800 words? Well, that was from the uh, 800-word prequel, which drew a lot of traffic. In fact, 70,000 visitors went to the Waterstones uh, JKR prequel during the first 20 Dang. hours. Of time. Uh, that's nothing for Harry Potter fans. I know. That's nothing. Waterstones is all excited. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's fantastic. But seriously, it's not surprising from this I fandom. I know. You know, it's, it's just it it's only 70,000? Only 70 on the first 20 hours no. online. That's like what Pottercast downloads in a week. <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. But um, that, that the prequel um, is going to be printed in that special book that will go to charities, and it is available That's via right, waterstones.com, and it will be printed on um, August 7th. And they do ship internationally. Um, it's not very expensive at all, so um, it all goes to charity. So you can own your little prequel. Do you think that they're going to release a typed version of this? A what, John? <laughs> a typed version? I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I would hope so. I would. Hope I mean, so. yeah. No offense to Joe, my handwriting's terrible, but I mean, I there's a couple of words I had a I had a hard time reading. No, I didn't have a hard time making out a couple, but there were a couple of keywords that were hard, really hard to grasp. Well, I know a lot of people felt the same. I, I you know I don't know. Maybe they will because if it is, they're hoping to have so many um, international readers that they would need it made more clear for people who you know that english is their first language so they might do it but i don't I, at this point we don't know so it's a good question though right don't know um but speaking of books guess how many harry potter books have been sold worldwide now just guess a billion mm, 24 <laughs> <laughs> no a little bit low on that one it's 400 million books have now been sold 400 million books. Yes. yeah that's crazy huh oh gosh of the Harry Potter books, four hundred million of, of all of, seven of them. Around the people bought it. Like one through seven. Of all seven, of them. I love it too. We, I, I mean, what surprises me is that we knew, we sort of knew it was coming. We sort of knew that this this milestone would be reached, but it was only a few months ago that I checked, and it was like three three fifty, three seventy, something right. like that. That that many people are still buying these books at this rate. Yeah, is incredible. I know. Mm. I mean, it's been what. 
It's been 10 years. 10 years. Jeez, 10 people. years. I mean, and, and like, uh, this weekend that where this podcast will come out will be in the five year anniversary of when Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix was released too. And, you know, every time a movie comes out, you know, yeah, it's true. Well, I have friends who just started reading the books like a couple months ago and they read them all, like, you know, so like, we, they, it's, it's, it's fan base, you know, the fan base is growing and growing. Yeah. Isn't today the 21st? Tomorrow. Tomorrow June 20th. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, so tomorrow. But like, Tomorrow's the day. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Five years. I mean, it makes you feel old. <laughs> At least me does. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Then I got into that. Wait, when did, oh, never mind. Wait, 2000, Azkaban came out that year, didn't it? No. No, 2003 is Order of the yeah. Phoenix. No, I mean uh, the movie. I'm sorry. Oh, the movie is 2004. Oh, okay. Then I came out in a year right there. No. Oh. So we're still, we're still predating you? Yeah. <laughs> so you're a young pup. I like the books. I just didn't read them oh. because I thought, I don't have time to read. Da, da, da. And so like I had friends who read the books that I would – I was one girl I used to work with at Aaron Brothers. She used to read them and I used to tell make her tell me about like like chapter by chapter as she read them um, when we unloaded the, the, the inventory truck. Because I figured I'm never going to get to read them, but I really want to know what they're about because I read like all the movies. And then I finally broke down and read them. And I'm very glad I did. <laughs> well, so are we. Yeah. We're glad God. you broke down and read them in the crack, because otherwise, yeah. well, I mean, we would not know each other. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We've been friends. Walk amongst yourselves. We cast me the part of Norcast. I'm just kidding. Oh, mm, gosh. Okay, what else is happening? Well, you know, not only does Frack someone who likes the books, you know who else likes them? Actor Daniel Craig. James Bond loves oh. the Harry Potter books. He loves Because he's awesome. Yes. And why? How do we know this? Because he, he's he's pretty cool. He was in a, there was a charity auction held in London recently, mm-hmm. and um, he got into a bidding war with actor Hugh Grant, of all people, for an uncorrected proof of Stone. <laughs> Can you believe that? So cool. How much did they end up? Yeah. How much did they end up paying um, for it? It was almost like thirty six thousand US dollars. It was like wow. ten thousand pounds, which is, you know, but thirty six, thirty seven thousand US dollars. Not too bad. I mean okay, I'll just drop that. Okay, no problem. <laughs> no. Ridiculous. They're fans. They're fans. They're fans. Neither, That's a lot of money to pay for. Neither of them have children. Your kid doesn't care about an uncorrected proof, to be honest, right, I don't think. Right. But I, I think that's really cool. It benefited um, the television school in the UK where David Yates went to. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. So what um, else is happening, Sue, with the news? Uh, we have music. We have Tonys. We have Dan Ratcliffe on Broadway. Well, Dan Ratcliffe news? Yeah. Yeah. Him, uh, Mr. Ratcliffe and um, Dan Ratcliffe and Mr. Richard Griffiths presented at the Tony Awards, which were just fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, um, I heard. Richard Griffiths came out, and then Dan was with him. And you could tell Dan was a little bit nervous, but uh, Richard made a little bit joke because they couldn't get the um, – when you go to present an award, the, the envelopes are sealed. And a lot of times, this, this in this case, it was like a book, and it was like had a sticker on it. And uh, Dan like went to help him with it, and he goes, there, just like magic. So it was a little bit of a nod ah. and – to, you know, Harry, it was, you know, it was kind of hokey, but it was kind of cute. Okay. Um. Um. If you, for those that are collecting at home, it's really kind of neat. Um. Harry Potter was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly magazine. Um. They have their one thousandth issue, and they're celebrating. Um. A lot of the one thousand new or one hundred new classics, and uh, Goblet of Fire was actually their number two book. Goblet of Fire. Which, wow. I know. Yeah. Um, it is. My Goblet of Fire. Great. 
What was number one? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. They said, is that they because... because... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, just because um, the first three ki- the first three they said were kid stuff, and then unexpectedly, Joe went dark and killed children and sent Harry off to war and brought Voldemort back. Oh, I, 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 I get okay. like why I get, that. I get why they're saying that, but I don't agree. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> as Joe said once, you know, the series started with a double murder. What did people think were gonna ha- was gonna happen? Right, <laughs> but it was a double murder yeah. in the past. Yeah, but <laughs> a double murder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, I thought the book the books were as dark as that. Yeah. Heading in. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the image of Voldemort sucking on the unicorn in the woods in book one. That's <laughs> kind of gross. Um, I would have picked Half-Blood Prince personally if it was me, but um, Cedric's death was also, like, one of the great deaths on their classic That's deaths, true. which is bizarre. I think I would pick Deathly Hallows, honestly. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. When you're talking about a classic, maybe maybe it would be all the way back to Sorcerer's Stone just because of what it started. Yeah, I would I would run on that too. I do see their point though. It it did crank up a notch a little bit with four, but I think the story. I would even I would argue that three is where it really took a like it really soared just because the the story was just so sophisticated there. Like especially with the reveal, like one of the characters the whole time was. A doppelganger. It's like, whoa, that rat was a you know a murderer these three mm-hmm. years. Like yeah. that was that was a big reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, is that all, is that all for the news? No, there's one more thing. Please vote. Rock style. Wizard rock right. style. Do Wizard it. Rock Harry style. Potter Alliance has has started. Wizard rock the vote. It's a an organization that will help. It's an effort that would help will help you get registered to vote all summer this summer. So if you are old enough to vote and you go to a Wizard Rock concert, and they're happening all over the country this summer, hmm. you will find a, a friendly Harry Potter Alliance volunteer who will help you register. They will not help you pick a candidate to vote for. They will not. <laughs> they will help you register, and then you make the choice yourself. Yes. Right? Yes. Do it. Just don't vote for Voldemort. Just don't vote for Voldemort. Right. Just don't vote for Voldemort. <laughs> We don't care if you vote for John McCain, or if you vote for Senator Obama, if you vote for Ralph Nader, if you vote for anybody else, or uh, I guess they don't do write-ins, but just Ernie vote. McMillan! Just vote. vote for Ernie McMillan! Charlie Brown. Sorry. Had to get that Hufflepuff in there somehow. Yeah, but there's a video on Leaky. It's called the Rock the Vote video that Harry <laughs> Potter did. Um, I don't know. I'm really thrilled they're doing this because, um, as we know, Joe said something about this in her Harvard commencement address. She said... Mm, that, was such, that was so good. Yeah, she said, you know, she was addressing a group of people who were mostly United States citizens and said, the way you vote, the way you protest, the way you act has an effect on the world. So, you know, this is important. It is important to everybody in the world. So do it. Make your voice heard. Yay. Okay. Okay. I think that's good. I said we're out. Yes. After this week and on to other stuff, right? Other stuff coming up right now. Operate out. Welcome back to Bit by Bit, where we take a look at Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows a bit at a time. Woohoo! A little bitty bit, bit at a time. We haven't done this in a while. No, no. But we haven't forgotten it's about our Deathly Hallows. Six episodes. Wow. It's six weeks? It's a month and a half? Dang. It's a while. Well, what have we got this week, guys? It's chapter 13. 
No, we are still in the middle That's of chapter. Right. Oh, go figure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go figure. Um, <laughs> the trio is about to bust into the Ministry of Magic. They are waiting for their plan. They are months-long planning to go to go right. Yeah, months-long planning to just brutishly sneak in. Polyjuice yeah. to people. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I love our trio, but that didn't no, it take months. I mean, oh. <laughs> unless they had a brew polyjuice, but we know that's not the case. Well, it, it, you know, it's so funny because we're just using polyjuice. They're popping this, drinking that stuff like it's you know. That's just some other pop, way to look like you know? somebody. You know, a glamour, I guess, but that would wear yeah. off pretty fast. You know, and it'll probably take a lot of complicated like little yeah. glamours. You know, I'm surprised that they don't sell potions, like, already pre-made, like, at a store. You go to, like, Target for Wizards and just buy a bottle of Polyjuice. See, maybe it's more of like a... It's kind of like, if you're a true wizard, you know how to do it yourself. Just kind of... Also, it it sounds a little restricted. I mean, it was in the restricted section. It doesn't sound like something you want sold over the counter. Well, still, I I mean, people know how to bake cakes if they want to, but they still go buy cakes if they want at the store, save time. Well, it's, but, you know, there's cakes and then there's stuff that you have to be a certain age and a certain advancement to be able to do. Like, there's a reason not anybody can go get the polyjuice potion recipe in Well, you can, you can make your own wine if you wanted to, but it's a lot easier to go buy a bottle. Yes, I'm sure if you are under 21, you have all the wherewithal to go make wine. And if you don't live on a vineyard already. Mm. You see make wine in prison. Fine, yeah. keep poking holes in my logic. <laughs> what you're here for. It has to be logic first. Oh. Hey. Ouch. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's... it's I'm pretty sure there has it's to not, be some... There's some like potions alcohol. that are, are probably over-the-counter available. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, love potions are. Just restricted yeah, some. Potions. Not polyjuice. Mm. You know? There, we know that there are potions that are over the counter. You go to the apothecary, you go to the even Fred and George's <laughs> place. Apothecary. apothecary. Apothecary table. Yeah, I'm sure that the hospital has loads of stocks of whatever it is they use. Like essence of dip it or yeah. whatever. You know what? I, can I? Can we talk about something else that's kind of cool besides the apothecary stuff? Is is that we saw the stuff from Fred and George's stuff that we've been reading about for the last six books are now being used as like effective means of. Infiltration, you know, puking pack. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever, you know, <laughs> hey, we'll start off with just like this gag joke for fun has actually some practical. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. And that was a commonly held fan thing, too. A lot of people thought that the Fred and George haha funny stuff would end up being really useful yeah. in the war. Do you wonder if Joe was like even seeing that stuff out there? And she thought, oh, I'll put that in there. I don't know. Sorry. And then the decoy detonators. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, okay, now who is who? Now, Ron turns into who? We, first, she's, oh, Hermione's her Mafalda, right? I take yeah. that name. She turns, turns into Mafalda, and she has... And what does Mafalda work again? She's in the, um... Uh, improper use of magic yeah, office. Improper, oh, that's yeah. right, that's why Umbridge um, takes her down into the cellar later. She's the one that sends the letters, the howlers. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Hoping you are well. Yeah. <laughs> Mafalda Hopkirk. Pew. And Mafalda, isn't Mafalda the name of the character that got axed from 
Goblet of Fire? Yes, she was. Mm. Yeah, because she's the one that wrote. Remember, we heard her in the Howler, right? But this, she's the character that got cut. She's on, it's on Joe's website of all like her bonus things you can read about. She got cut from what? She was too Goblet of Fire. She was supposed to be like somebody who knew Death Eaters and was bringing in information. I don't know about Death Eaters, but she was yeah. She, she was bringing mm-hmm. in information, sort of like yeah. Sirius did. And book four, and it ended up being like too unbelievable that this thirteen-year-old or fourteen-year-old yeah. knew all this stuff, even if she's connected, you know. So <laughs> even though she was like a, she was like a foil for Hermione, she was um really really good, but also yeah. not nice. Oh, she was like the Slytherin <laughs> and Hermione. So Hermione was yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bizarro Hermione. <laughs> That'd be pretty hot. And uh, and uh, and yeah, but she got she ended up getting caught. I would love to I see know. those outtakes, man. It's so funny. Yeah, but I you mean, from that. the movie? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was like, work. huh? <laughs> and that's really screwy because when you read those, you, you read that kind of outtakes and it, it changes facts right. about the story. Yeah. You know? And it's a reminder that the story is not this divine thing. It's just a writer yeah, putting all pieces together. Right. You know? She reminds me of the extraordinary, what her accomplishment is, that she had all these amazing little threads out there. She's, she's thought of this stuff down. It's amazing. So cool. All right, what else happens, well, guys? What Ron happens? turns into um, one of, like, the maintenance guys or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Reg. Well, they both do. They both turn into, they both turn into, um, it's Reg Catamull and who does Harry turn into? some sort of Death Eater, I'd admit, I thought. Oh, Yeah. But they go in through the toilet. Yeah, and that's yeah. why they. I think that was kind of that was weird that they noticed that he went through into the toilets. So are like, hey, you're going to the toilets, and he didn't have to, or no. We have to flush ourselves in, which is which is hilarious. I like how their feet didn't get wet. Yeah. <laughs> I Only magic. That. I just like how they they don't catch on fire when they go into the blue uh, powder. Word. Blue network. That's clever. Yeah. Is Harry Yaxley? No, he's um. He runs into Yaxley. Runcorn. Um, Runcorn. Ah! Yeah, Runcorn. What's his name? Runcorn. Runcorn. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. Um, yeah, intimidating. Big. He's like six feet tall or something, right? Yeah, huge. This is going to be such a weird scene to see in the movie if the trio is not even the trio. It's three random adult actors that we've never seen before. See, I don't know if they're going to, de- like... Do you think they'll totally rethink this whole scene? I think... If they need to get the locket from Umbridge, what they can do in the film is they can catch Umbridge on the way to the ministry type of thing, you know, and be faster. And yeah. Even though we'd, we'd lose the Moody's eye thing, which is cool. Because this is real clever and obviously awesome, an awesome read, but it would take a lot of setup just to even catch the audience up into the idea of what's going to happen and then have there be like at least five minutes of not seeing any of the trio mm-hmm. I don't know that would be a daring decision to keep it part of me wants them to just because the, the purest in me wants them to but yeah oh, of course and, <clears throat> well but the, I don't know they've made they've spent money on on less and they have the set mostly pre-existing they might have had to take it down but it's still what's that the ministry they still have yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, they wouldn't have gotten rid of rid of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's. I think it's a great action scene. I mean, they're breaking into the ministry. Yeah. That's yeah. like. So you know what's what's neat about this this scene? It's not neat. It was really striking to me. Was the description okay. of the what the throne? You know how the that beautiful magical fountain. You know you remember so vividly. You know we saw it visualized in the Order of the Phoenix movie, and then you yeah. go and you read what it's actually in its place yeah. now. That's a very good point. That, that's a very... Um, it went to this elegant, beautiful 
statue, even though it was a little arrogant. Yeah. To this horrible monstrosity of wizards, like. Well, let's remind everybody what what it is. It's um. Wasn't it? It's too. It's. What, it was, John? Like just made up of like a bunch of people. Well, it was two wizards sitting on thrones, where the thrones well, were muggles. Yeah, like. Right. Well, it just says carved humans, but I guess like the naked, idea. naked oh, yes, bodies. Yeah. Yes, men and women. Do you know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, when you read about images of the piles of bodies of dead bodies at concentration. Yeah, I was just thinking. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of. Um, right. I forget what they're called. It's those those reliefs that are over church doors, and then yeah. a lot of yeah. times the depiction the of See, I, I hell is usually with right. um, a bunch of body yeah. like mangled bodies. You know, it's, yeah. there's a certain term for it because it's a it's a relief that's over a church yeah. door for an entrance, and I forget the name. Mm-hmm. Would you do you remember? Didn't didn't the Khmer Rouge? I, I don't want to talk suss on the, the the terrible things, but didn't the Khmer Rouge like you know they had all those piles of skulls and didn't they actually make sculptures and stuff into that? And I think maybe like maybe the Mayans or somewhere along the way did stuff like this with their their old you know their victims and stuff and i just thought that that was another subtle way to show like the parallel like we're talking about in the concentration camps just another parallel to to their you know this is what there is i mean they've become the equivalent as we find out later on in this chapter and next chapter especially that they become like yeah well it just shows not not only their a a physical manifestation of their idea of their superiority but the ugliness which they regard the Muggles. It really, it's such a direct Holocaust yeah. comparison. I mean, such huge parts of this book are the whole. This whole ministry scene oh. is just, it's it's all over the place. I feel like I'm watching, you know, La Vita right. Bella or something. Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. true, especially with the whole like, where yeah. did you steal the wand? Like this, like who did you steal it from? I didn't. I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. And like, oh, da, 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 you stole the magic power. And it's like, right. how is it even possible? Yeah, it's it's just a terrible tribute to evil. What it is horrible. So okay, so we hear right away that there are people being accused of being mudbloods. Yeah, they're doing all um, these interrogations. The guy that Ron turns into his wife apparently is getting interrogated soon, and you get this big dramatic thing where Ron's talking to Yaxley. Yeah, but not. But as I'm sorry, as Catermol, and it's I, I I can't even I can't even imagine how how I would have felt if I if I was Ron because you're using this guy. for their own mission, this person, and they didn't even stop to consider that what they could be interfering with. Like, if this catamaran person, you know, doesn't doesn't fix this guy's office, then his wife could be, you know, sent to wherever as a mudblood. Yeah, it does. Now, isn't, like, Hermione, too, like, trying to help give, like, uh, Ron as whoever the maintenance man, the janitor guys, that's what kept my my mind. He had to go, like, give him clues, too, to what he had to go do. When they're in the elevator, yeah, Ron had to stop rain oh, in this yeah. guy's office, and you know, like the the the, the panic in Ron because he does he has no idea how to do this. So Hermione's like whispering directions as if he was Neville in yeah. class, you know. <laughs> try Finiti Incantatum, try atmospheric charm, try impervious, you know, yeah. all those things. Because 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 Ron. Ron's character, and it just shows how self-destructive these Death Eaters are. Ron's ca- uh, place in this, they, they know he's not a muggle or mm-hmm. a mudblood or whatever, r- this Reg Catermole, or at least they don't think he is. And yet, because he's not of high station, because he's not a Death Eater, because he's not this, because he's, he's spit upon. It's just this, this, eventually, societies like that can't exist. I mean, you start from the outside, and then when there are no muggles left, then you're going to go to the people who are mudbloods. And then when there are no mudbloods left, you just suspect mm. that you have to kill all their family members. And then and then you look down on the people who 
are technically supposed to be in your ideal society, but you still think are too. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's no, what's the Maybe end? So. They don't. There is no end. That's the thing. It's just, you just keep, um, <clears throat> it's a very slippery slope. Can I say I love the word juddered? She uses the word juddered here and there. It's a great juddered. word. That Sorry. is a good word. Just it is. Juddered. Juddered to a halt. But I just, uh, you know what else I liked about this one? Of course, we're getting near the end of it, but I love this, that how she like describes that the elevator stops for obsessive people like me that likes to know like what exactly is on each floor in the ministry. Isn't it? Uh-huh. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah. Level four. Yeah. I, want to, I want to know it's what... It's a perfect way to do it, because it's like, because if you don't have it being spoken, then we never hear it, unless yeah. you sit and watch one of them read it, because that'd be, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah. Well, that was for the fans, I think. That was for the for the fans who want to know. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no right. reason. <laughs> you know, maybe just to set That's the tone, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think that was for the fans. Yeah, and it's like the old school elevators, too, like, level three, lingerie. Yeah, <laughs> with grills, you know, yeah. with grills too. You know, with those those things that you you slide open. Nobody has that anymore. It's like a personal elevator. Are you talking about lingerie or the elevator? <laughs> the elevator. Goof. Grills. Grills, not frills. Oh, grills. Oh, grills. Okay, so then we. Who do we see? Uh-oh. The door opens. Dun 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 dun. We see a squat, toad-like woman. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, waiting for them. And that is the end of chapter 12. Dun, dun, dun. We will go more into the ministry yes. stuff next week. That's a good place to end. I think so. Because this part of the book, cool. as much as happy, I, I, I was happy to see Umbridge, because she's one, like I've said before, she's one of my favorite characters, because I love to hate her. But then at the same time, I was frustrated, because I hate her so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, people. We are moving on to what, Next time, number 13. Here we go. 18. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible has over 35,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded and played back anywhere, just like Pottercast. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Again, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast for your free audiobook. Are you smarter than our John? No, we test your knowledge and be on a show. We dollish, dollish, now we're on the air. Are you really as smart as you claim? Are you smarter than our John? No, we if you think so, you'll be on a show. We J.K. Rowling's given all the clues. Now are you smarter than our big J? Oh, hey. Hi, Kristen. Hi. This is Pottercast. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you ready for, 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 what's this, what's this game? Are you smarter than John? Are you smarter than John Noe? We will ask a question. John will try and answer it. Once we have John's answer, we'll ask you to answer it, and then we will figure out who is smarter. Okay. Woo! All right, Sue. Sue, what's on deck? Okay, <clears throat> Mr. No, I paid attention. What is the first and last name of the gamekeeper that took over while Hagrid was missing now, when he was off on his mission during the Order of the Phoenix? And what animals did they, they study? So it's a two-part question. Ah. Hmm. All right, don't say anything, Kristen. John's going to try and figure this out. He's going to try. He can, he can have Frack say the first letter of the answer, or he can have Frack actually say the answer. That's his two okay. life lessons. 
You don't get this, Tom. I get to fuss at you forever. <laughs> I don't know the first name, to be honest. Um, I used to know this. I know it knows it. Um, Google knows it. No cheating. <laughs> What's the first name? What? It's in, it's John, both names. That both is names. A, what do you mean, both names? She has a first name, and That's her last name? That's her last name? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was <laughs> two names. Everyone, so our listeners at home will hear this. Um, yeah. part, then. And then animals. What did they like? Name? They did a couple animals. Name at least one of them. I know one. Okay. All right, Kristen. What What's your answers here? Um, Grubbly Plank. And what's her first name? Unicorn. What? What's, what's her first name? Oh, Kristen. No, no, no. What's Grubbly Plank's first name? Oh, oh, I thought that was her first name. You thought Kristen was Grubbly Plank's first name? <laughs> no, her name is Kristen. No, I understand. <laughs> oh, my God. What's happening on this show? Oh. <laughs> hey, Kristen, Kristen, can you name another animal besides the one you just named? Um, no, I don't know. Mm. All right, the neck is we should just as smart as John. No, you no, I'm sorry. You are smarter than John Miller because oh no, he got unicorn. Okay, yeah. And, okay. and, John, and the like, blast ended frack. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not a correct answer. That is not a correct answer. Oh, I can't. All right, thanks for playing, Kristen. Thanks, Kristen. Bye, bye, bye. John Noe. Her name is Wilhelmina. Learn it. Oh, love yes. It, love Wilhelmina Grubbly Plank. Damn it. Oh, my God. Okay, next. 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 This week is the devil. That is cute. This week is the devil. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I want to go home. Oh, Hello, John. This is Pottercast. Oh, hey, Pottercast. Hey, Frack. Hey, you recognize my voice. <laughs> Excellent. Well, are you ready for a game of Are You Smarter Than John Noe? Yeah, sure. I'm ready. Where are you from? I'm from Texas right now. What, what part of Texas? It's pretty big. Yeah, Southeast Texas, right next to the Gulf of Mexico. Hey. Cool. Wow. Beautiful. All right, so here's how it works. We ask a question. John tries to answer it. He's going to type it to us so that you can't see what he writes. He has the option of fraud okay. helping him. If he can't, if he can't get, uh, you know, once we have his answer, we'll ask you, and then we'll tell you who was smarter. Sound good? All right, it works. All right, so what's the question? Okay, now this is a hard one, mm. but since this is this is um, the fifth anniversary of uh, Order Order of the Phoenix being published, the book, and and so let's who can you what's that? Mm-hmm. I said I saw your post today. Oh, good, good, cool. Can you name eight members of the original Order of the Phoenix? Uh, it has to be eight. The original. The original ones. Come on. Okay. Let me try here. Yeah. Yeah. Answer first, or does John answer first? John answers first, but silent lights up. Yeah. So you have time to silent. Uh, yeah, so now you have time while he's working on his, you figure out your answers. I got him. Do it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, John's John on a good track here. He's a good track here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Spelling is pathetic. Spelling is ridiculous. Nothing wrong with spelling. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Need one more. Uh, Oh, how about... No, you have to write your name properly. John, thank you. Okay, okay, John, you now the other John, you answer. What are your eight people who are on the original order? Okay, Albert Dumbledore, Aberforth Dumbledore, uh, Frank Longbottom, Alice Longbottom, uh, James Potter, Lily Potter, Olivia Hagrid. How many was that? That's good. Seven. Seven? Need one more. Um, Sirius Black. There you go. You're yeah. really smart. That's not smart as John Noe. That's awesome. Can you name another one? John, write the part. Can you name another one? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, what's this one? Right. Uh, James Potter. One more. He said James. You ordered it. James Potter. John. I know I did, but he didn't. Yes, he did. No, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He said James and Lily. Oh. Yeah, he did. Um, um, Matt and Moody. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Can you name uh, one more? All right. We're going oh, to get back and forth. Hang on a second. Do you know why he can do this question, Sue? Why? It's one of the categories in the game we played last summer. <laughs> it is. He's playing. He's yeah. trying to play it with John right now. <laughs> we should, we should play that right. game. Are all the brothers in the order? The rest for one more chance. One more. Can you name one more? Uh, one more. One more. John. Uh, one more. Hold on. <laughs> Let me think. I'm working on it. Um, I have minor to my tongue. Yeah. Curses. Uh, Dead Lost Tickle. Oh, right. That's excellent. Very good. Molly Weasley. Oh, thank you. I don't think No. That Molly Weasley was not part of the original. Oh. Order. Mm. Mm. Ooh. Mm. All right. Okay, so you are just as smart as John Noe, John, and thank you for playing. I am smart as John Noe. Yes, I knew it. Good work. Sorry, John. <laughs> You're just as smart. That's okay. strong work, John. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, John. Bye. Bye. One more, people. One more. I didn't mean to do a southern accent. That was kind of rude. Bye, John. Bye, John. <laughs> <laughs> Is Lori there? Hello. 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 Lori? Yeah. This is Pottercast. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? We're going to play Are You Smarter Than John Noe? Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool. All right, Sue, set her with okay. the question. Okay, and the uh, the house where, in uh, Order of the Phoenix, where the uh, Black family lived, there was a name on the tapestry. Like, what is the full title that it said? On top of that tapestry, your tapestry. Ta- the, t- the name of the tapestry. Uh huh. Um, I think um, there's a full title in it, which is listed in the book. Can I give you a hint too? <laughs> no, no hints. No hints. Okay, <laughs> drat. It's a Hufflepuff I mean, with everybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do do do. What's happening here? I have something typed in, but I don't know if it's right. I think John's Googling. Oh, no. no. John. It says, just sh- right. show me typing in this thing. Oh, I don't know. You could be type the letter A and it shows you typing. Yeah. <laughs> typing the, the fact. Give me a hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John's doing remarkably well. 
<laughs> okay. All righty. So I was wrong if that's right. That is wrong. Mm-hmm. But okay, Lori. Lori, what's your answer? You can type mine. Um, too. it had like Turkish pure, and then it said the ancient and most noble house of black. Right? That she had it reversed. It's the noble and most ancient house of black, uh-huh. and she had the tons oh. of part right too. But that is very good. That's a lot better oh. than John. Oh. And me. I the most pure blood and powerful house of black. <laughs> There are all those I'd things. Also take, I'd also be willing to take Frank in a Fringe trivia challenge. I love Friends. Oh, did anybody have a good question? I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Um, um I got a, I got a question. Okay. Um, where are you calling? Where are you from, Lori? Um, I'm from Tennessee. I'm from outside of outside of Memphis. Oh, crazy, okay. cool. Just curious. What? Yeah. What were the the new names that? Phoebe and her boyfriend had when in the episode when Phoebe goes to change her last name. I I know this one. This is easy. I I know this one too. You guys talked about this last week. Last week? When we were recording, we've talked about this recently. Oh, yeah, probably within the last month or so. Yeah. I can say it, but it's easy. What is it again? Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Her banana Hammock and Life was Crap Back. Yeah, crap back. first name Crap, last name Back. <laughs> yeah, first name Crap, last name Back, no middle name. <laughs> Who is the first person that Monica dates on Friends? Uh, am I going to type this in? Yeah, go for it. I think that's it. Gloria, what's your answer? Paul the one guy. It is Paul the one I guy. I said Mike. <laughs> Dang it. Ah. <laughs> You win. Oh, you are smarter than the crap. <laughs> no. <laughs> one more. One more. Oh, God. I have okay. to think. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, or how about you try to stop me, uh, Lori? Why don't you ask me what? a question? Okay. Um, let me think. I'm not really that good at it. Ooh, I will, I will get my French trivia game box, and I will pick one of those questions. What is the name <laughs> that shows up on Chandler and Joey's TV guide? That's easy. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know it. <laughs> I know. I'm, I probably spelled that wrong, but I'll pronounce it properly when I have to say it. What do you got? Lori, did you, do you have an answer for that one? My answer is Miss Chenander Bonk. Yeah, Miss Chenander Bonk. Yay. Chenander or something like that. Awesome. Yeah, All Chinandler. right, well, thank you for derailing the entire show. It's Friends Trivia, Lori. Because <laughs> you're a pal. Thanks, Lori. <laughs> Again. Thanks, Lori. Bye. Bye. All right, that's the end for this week. We will see you guys the wrap up. <laughs> and that's how we play. Are you smarter than me and Frank? Oh, I'm fine, friends. I don't Bye. Bye. It's the drums. On the back. For those of you listening home, after the editors have been through with this show, it will sound like any other podcast, but you have no idea what we have been through tonight. What a pain in the Show butt. Recording nice. so. This it is my a- first time recording from my new place in California, and I'm pretty sure that my microphone that I've been using every week for the past probably 130 shows has finally went kaputs. Uh-huh. It's not working. Luckily, I happen to be living with a good friend, fellow podcaster, Andrew Sims, who I'm now borrowing his microphone. <laughs> as well as Matt Britton. Yeah. And Matt Britton, hello. But it's I'm like a little his podcasting den over there. I know. We have a good time. You're in Southern California now, John. I am. This is where I live. Half of Pottercast is in California. That's Aww. crazy. Wow. Losing the Coast War. 
Frankie, you should come over here and we should do LTT. Yes, we could. Good, there get to be many of those so I can... Yeah. I've never been, I've never done that before. It'll be fun. Alright, it's not an official thing, so let's not talk about it on public I know, I'll <laughs> lead people to wonder. Okay. So, John, how, how is the new place? What's happening over there? Oh, you know, we just finally got internet yesterday. And I'm um, still sleeping on an air mattress and um, <laughs> very minimal furniture. But uh, having a good time. We went to the Remus Lupin CD release party last night. I couldn't go to that. It's a good time. And uh, so it's, all, it's all fun stuff. I bought a bicycle today to toot around town. Awesome. Where'd you get a bike so, at? Uh, Target. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a good place Target, for a bike. Target's for everything, man. It's awesome. It is. Do you have like a little horn? Does it beep? Do you have like a little horn, like the little witch from the Wicked Witch? No, they, or nothing like that. They had a bell. I was tempted to get a bell. The bells, <laughs> you, you can get a little bell that says, "I love my bike." Yeah. Or I love my mom. Or I, I love my pet. And I'm like, I, I'm not really sure why my horn or my bell needs to be saying things. But it says, "I love my mom." When you hit it, like, "I love my mom." No. I love my mom. <laughs> Just sucks it on. No, no, it's just a sticker. Oh, I was like, that's a complicated bell. Like, <laughs> bells don't even talk; they just make they ring. I know. If people work that out, that would the be impressive. Bells don't even talk. He says with some surprise. <laughs> because now. a horn, I'm imagining a recording. Like, you know, horns go. You know, like he's like, I love my mom. But like, like bell is like post post wedding honk. Hysterical. But okay. somehow, John, I imagine that if there is one like that, you would find it. I can just tell. I would. It would probably not be a Target, though. No, probably not. <laughs> you know what I did this week? What'd you do? I recorded a, or helped record a commentary track for the We Are Wizards movie. Ooh. Ooh. Cool. Wow. Doing a commentary track. Was, mine was with... Um, Harry and the Potters and Draco and the Malfoys and Matt from the, who is the Whomping Willow um, and we had it's kind, it's kind of strange because we were trying to be all helpful and informative but we really weren't and it's it's fun and we hope that if you are in, hardcore enough a fan to first of all get the movie on DVD and then want to watch the DVD commentary that you'll just kind of go with it we sort of eat ice cream in the middle I mean it's it's kind yeah. of just an hour and a I've half. I've always wanted to be in a DVD friends. commentary, so I'm envious. It went by so fast, and then when it's over, you think, "Oh, I didn't say all the things I wanted to say," and then you weren't you like you wonder if your joke, the joke you made, is gonna is gonna you know be taken the wrong way because there's just, there's always a chance. You know, it, it's a really self conscious kind of thing, but it was fun. This is awesome. Yeah. That, when that, are we gonna do another DVD commentary for the movies? Well, we only have one left. Which one is it? Prisoner Basketball. Just Band. Oh, fun. It's a good one. The commentator, Frankie. I'll have to commentate on that one, yeah. Yes, you will. And then you have to go back and do all the other ones, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Just by yourself. By By yourself. Oh, I probably would have enough to (laughs) a lot to say on it, especially four. You would, though. Yeah. What do you mean, I would? What does that mean? Uh, mean, I'm a Pinata and talkative. I don't think I'm talkative. Do you think I'm talkative a lot? Not at all. (laughs) No. Uh, what else is happening with you guys this week? It's been kind of I, I got attacked by a cat on Sunday. What? Ooh, yeah, what happened? Father's Day. Uh, my mom has a cat that um, normally does 
normally does not like me, and I can't handle it when cats don't like me. I have this. I pride myself on the ability to uh, be able to relate to every cat in the world. Um, <laughs> but this one, but she's being really friendly, and it was f- for a certain reason. And so, but I was letting her pet. She was letting me pet her, and all of a sudden, she like flipped out and. She ran away from me, and then I tried to get her back to soothe her and to, you know, calm her down. And I should take a picture of the scratches on my arm because I have scratches all down yeah. my forearms. She bit my right hand till it bled, and then uh, she was smacking <gasps> my face with her paw- clawless paws. So that and you was kind stuck of around for this. Well, because um, it was she was hiding, and so I tried to get her to be like apologize Aww. and hug her, but she had mm-hmm. wanted nothing of it. No, that doesn't happen. No, like it doesn't. And then when I actually finally got her and calmed her down, I this is the I sat her down on the, like the couch with me, and she calmed down. And then when I got up to let her go, I noticed that the couch cushion was wet. I'm like, oh, she peed on the couch cushion. Oh no. And then I put two and two together. She was sitting on my lap, and I was sitting on the couch cushion. And I looked down, and oh, the cat no. peed on me. So that was really disgusting and she really quite did frustrating. Not like you. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. Mm. She was a little upset with Can't me. Can't wait for you to meet Muchka. Yeah, I'm a little nervous now because normally I'm like, no, cats adore me. But I can't wait for that either, actually. Well, she she's never bitten somebody and made them bleed like that. Never. Oh, that's good. She scratched she bites, and made me bleed plenty. You bleed my foot. Okay. She hasn't mm. gone near you. You run away screaming like a girl and don't let it happen. Hey, no, I just give her a water bottle full in the face. But she never gets, she never actually touches you. She just threatens. She's knocked plenty of my food over. She's not what? She's knocked plenty of my food over. Plenty of your food over? Well, yeah, she yeah. likes, if, if you're eating food, she comes up and she tries to grab it and she, she acts like she's really interested in your food until you give her a piece and then she doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a typical cat for you. I love that. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I got some really cute pictures of her today. Those yes. are very cute. We, they're very cute. I'll you should put, put those up because they're adorable. They're yeah. just too cute. So too cute. cute. Um, mm. All right. Well, I, I think that's all our boring stuff for this week. What about you, Sue? Um, I just want to say, <clears throat> you know, this summer's going to be a lot of fun. And for those that might want to go, like you know, to Comic Con, I just you know, oh, yeah. I, I I think Get Sunday would be now. a good day to buy tickets, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday's a good day. Get a ticket for Sunday. If you can get nothing else, get a ticket I'd, for I'd Sunday. I'd get it now. Yeah. It's the cheapest, yeah. and they sell out. So, last few years, Comic-Con What, what does it cost out. to go to Comic-Con? It's like $20 for the day. Yeah, it's $20 yeah, for Sunday. Good. Or Seriously, I, it's the cheapest conference there is. Well, that's just for the one day. Well, but, you know... And it's the biggest... You do, that four, you do that four days over, it's still half the price of any other... Of any other right. Well, conference. Sunday's yeah. a discounted day because it's short. Oh, okay. So it, but it actually ends so at like six or four. On. No, but we, we, we think that would be a smart day for you to go. Yeah. We do, for the yeah. same reason. We I'm do. <laughs> okay, people. <laughs> oh, this this show has been such a challenge. You <laughs> must go. The devil. Behind the scenes. That's the title just... this week. This show's the devil. <laughs> the show's the devil. <laughs> no, that's kind of abrasive. We'll call it BS Bob. Oh, what? just kidding! Like Lord of the Flies. Well, oh God! Real, real quick update on the acting troupe. Oh yes, we have um, called back the best of the three categories that we auditioned in the first round: the uh, the male roles, and then the uh, younger ladies and the older ladies. 
and uh, we are getting them some scripts to read, and then we paired them off, and we're going to play them for next week's show. So Ooh, you, guys age, you are age sorting. Um, just what because we have so like so many more girls. So you picked to do it by age? Um, well, there's there's the children roles, and then there's like the professor parent roles. For, oh, for the roles, not for. Oh, okay. Yeah, I for the roles. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like you know you could you could you could be forty years old and have a eighteen year old sounding voice. No. You know? uh, uh, no. You know, uh-huh. you know who has the voice happen. of Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh is voiced by a ninety year old man. Wow. That's a I shocker mean, that. because he's so articulate. And then he died. <laughs> he died. As people right. do. I'm out of here, people. Anyway, I guess until next time, y'all, we have to keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be acting troop. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good, Good night. night. We've missed it. Toppy is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> This week's Pottercast was produced by the Pottercast Trio and Steve Bonnet. Thanks to our Scooby 5 team, Aaron and Nina, and thanks, as always, to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and all our other episodes on Pottercast.com. For more information about the show and how to contact us and be a part of future episodes, visit Pottercast.com.